finish off this series of joy and hope and love tonight with peace. Mallory, it's good to see you. Just trying to figure out where you were. God bless you. Let's give a hand to Mallory, Pastor Mario, and Deonce's daughters here from Phoenix visiting. Amen. So good to have you. Peace tonight, a gift you cannot buy. How many of you know today, tomorrow, by the way, how many procrastinators do I have in here that maybe still are, a bunch have to still get gifts? Haven't got your gifts yet? Tonight, tomorrow, as long as stores are open, people are going to be buying Christmas gifts. People are going to be spending money. Stay with me on this. And they're going to be buying gifts and spending money to try to get peace for themselves or for somebody else. Maybe to mend an argument in a marriage or, or to uh, make someone love them more or they're going to spend money. That some have it and some don't. Have any, anybody seen those commercials that are so ridiculous that have got to be like less than 0.0001% of the population where they come out of the house and there's two vehicles out there with bows on them? How many know just one would be a miracle, right, that, that you could even buy a brand new car and give it to your spouse for a Christmas gift, but this one, they walk out and he go, she goes to his truck that it was for him, and she, he, she goes, oh, I like red, and he goes, okay, I'll take the other one. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? But people are spending, I don't know how much money is being spent this month, but crazy amounts. John mentioned that the average person spends almost $1,000 on Christmas gifts. I don't know where they're getting the numbers, but so people are doing that, but the thing is, is they're trying to do it to get peace. Think about that. Think about what you're, not us, but other people. How many people are really spending money and buying those gifts so that on Christmas Day their, their kids will be happy and they can have peace? Or their spouse will love them and they can have peace? They're doing these things to spend money. I began to think about some people who have lots of money, and I started thinking about that guy Jeff Bezos. Anybody know who Jeff Bezos is? Okay, if you don't know his name, I'll say a name that you'll know. Amazon. Anybody know what Amazon is? Amazon was created by Jeff Bezos in 1995. And he borrowed money to start this company. And this year, he's the first uh, human being to reach $200 billion net worth. It is not Bill Gates any longer. It is Jeff Bezos from Amazon. And here's the crazy thing. His money during this year has increased. Maybe you heard the news. Last year, he got divorced. And him and his wife of 25 years got divorced. And she got a certain amount of percentage of the shares. And she got a check for $36 billion when they got divorced. Here's the crazy thing. You'd think, everybody said, oh, what's going to happen to Jeff Bezos and Amazon when he gets divorced and his wife takes all that money? Guess what? This summer, because of the pandemic, he had the greatest single week of any person in the history of the world. His increase of net worth went up $60 billion over the summer after he got divorced. And guess what? His wife went from $30 billion to $60 billion, and now she's the richest woman in the world. Now, some of us go, man, I wish I was them. I wish I could have that kind of money. But what does it do to have $200 billion as a net worth and you as a woman have $60 billion 
and no marriage. No relationship. So money could not buy the relationship that they wanted to have. They were the ones that could go out and, hey, honey, here's the car for, for your birthday. And here's another car for Christmas. And here's this house for us for, for this celebration. And on and on. And they just kept buying and buying. But I, I wonder tonight if we could ask both of them and get the truth. Are they happy? And even if they said they were happy because they would lie and say they were happy because they would say, of course, look at all this stuff I've got. My question would be, do you really have peace? Amen? Let's pray tonight. Father, on this Christmas Eve Eve, as we're online tonight, Lord, bless those that are watching. Bless us here that are here in this place tonight. Speak to our hearts. Because God, as I begin to think tonight about everything that can be given around this time of Christmas, this is the one thing. This is the one thing more than any other thing that you brought us that money cannot buy. And Lord, we thank you tonight for the peace of God that passes all understanding, Father. And we thank you that you are Emmanuel, God, with us tonight. And I thank you, Lord, that you're going to speak to our hearts as this is our last service before Christmas, Lord. And we thank you that we're going to go into Christmas with the right attitude, Father, understanding that it's not about the gifts, it's not about anything else, but knowing the peace that only you can give tonight. We ask you to touch our hearts and our minds and our spirits. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. So could money save that marriage? Can money buy a successful marriage? Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 in the Christmas season says this. For unto us a child is born. We've been talking about this all month. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called, watch this, Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and here's the big one, Prince of Peace. How many are thankful tonight that he's all those things, but how many are thankful tonight that he's the Prince of Peace? Amen? Listen, I, I know I mentioned money with Jeff Bezos and Amazon, and, and it just seems to, to, to be that a lot of things are tied to money and happiness, but how many know relationships, friendships, uh, jobs, careers, things, not just money, but although money's tied to those things, things seem to be the things that push us to be happy or not happy. And I began to think as, as I begin to move on here about somebody else. How about Steve Jobs? How many remember that guy? He was worth $10 billion when he died. $10 billion. And, and history tells us that he got a cancer that was terminal, and they said, you're not going to make it. And church, those $10 billion could not save his life. With all the money in the world to buy the best doctors, to go to the best cancer treatments, to do everything that he could possibly do, he ended up being, if you've ever seen pictures, skin and bones. A very sad picture of him all by himself in a, in a, in a gown at the hospital on his last minutes, in his last days, and my question is, did he die at peace? At peace. How many know the peace that I'm talking about? I'm not just talking about a, a, the momentary peace that God can give us, that we can experience peace 
at a, at a time when uh, trouble is happening and trials happening and, and sirens are going off and bad things are happening. But I'm talking about a peace to know that beyond this life, there's something greater waiting for us that's eternity. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Listen carefully to me tonight. Not the Prince of Convenience. He's not the Prince of Ease. He's not the Prince of my preferences. How many know a lot of times we, we think because now that we're saved, this is going to be easy. And God's going to let me do what I want. God's going to let me have things my way. But God is still God tonight. He's still on the throne tonight. He's still the Alpha and the Omega. He's still the beginning and the end. Amen. He's still everything that he's always been tonight. Amen. No matter what's going on in this world, but more than anything else, he is the Prince of Peace. Peace. And this is, this is the greatest gift that I could give to you tonight. Personally, in a message, is to talk about the peace of God. And I, I want you to think about something it's not about nodding or raising your hand or shaking your head or saying yes or no. I want you to be able to go tonight to your bed and go to sleep. And I want you to be able to answer the question, do I have peace in my spirit and in my soul? So true, listen to this, true, genuine peace. True, genuine peace. That comes from this. This is how you, how you get true, genuine peace. By being in the will of God. By being in God's will and being in good standing with him. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And I want to show you in just a few verses tonight how this is true. Now I'm going to ask them to put up a slide. This is such a powerful thought. And I want you to think about this tonight. Look what it says there. Know Jesus... K-N-O-W, no peace. No Jesus, N-O, no peace. There, there's, I don't know if there's ever been a truer statement. I, I, didn't, I didn't say hear about Jesus. I didn't say know about Jesus. I said know Jesus. K-N-O-W. I don't need your amens tonight. I just need you to think. I just need you to know Jesus tonight. I just need you to know in your heart who Jesus is. And know in your heart that you're in God's will. Know in your heart that you're in His plan and that you're serving Him and that you're living for Him and you're pleasing Him. So what a powerful thought. Know Jesus, no peace. Know Jesus, no peace. See, I don't know Jeff Bezos or his wife, or Bill Gates, or Steve Jobs, or any of the Waltons, or any of the people who are filthy rich, who have lots of money. But I can tell you one thing I do know about them. They do not have peace unless they have Jesus. Can you say amen? They do not have peace. Unless, now watch this next verse. What a powerful verse. How many love the Bible? How many love God's word? And love scripture. Love this next verse that's right there in Isaiah 26.3. Watch, we're going to read this. Isaiah 26.3. You, God, will keep him, me and you, in perfect peace. How many want to be in perfect peace? I mean, you'd be a fool not to, not to say yes or not to raise your hand. Amen? Perfect peace. 
perfect peace. Who does he keep in perfect peace? Watch. Here's the key, teenagers. Those whose mind is stayed on God. You want to have perfect peace? Keep your mind on the things of God. And he says, because he, us, trusts in you. How many trust God tonight? Because we trust him, because we keep our mind on him, we can have perfect peace. Perfect peace. I don't know about you, but I, that's what I want. I, I want to be able to sit down tomorrow, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day, and although it doesn't matter those days, because every day is Christmas for a true believer. Can you say amen? This, this, this is gonna, not, not going to be the great, greatest Christmas for me in the terms of family and all these different things, but it's Christmas every day for me. I can go see my mom through the window and wave at her and tell her I love her. We and Carla can be away from different people this Christmas. All that doesn't matter. It's just another day because every day is Christmas. Hello? It's not based off circumstances like I talked about last week. Our joy does not come from our circumstances. Our joy comes as an attitude of who we are in Jesus. Now go with me quickly to Romans chapter 5. How can I show this tonight better than this? Peace, true peace. Verse 1 says this, Therefore, having been justified by faith. How many are glad you're justified tonight? By faith, we have, watch this, peace. With God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into his grace in which we stand. Remember, if it wasn't for the grace of God, none of us could stand tonight. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, here's a key for somebody tonight. We don't just rejoice and we're not just happy when everything's good. Anybody can do that. And I can tell just by looking at some of your faces, God's speaking to some people tonight. I can tell. If you're questioning that, it's okay. It's not a bad thing. Because this right here, this, if, if this message could sum up the whole year, it's a good message to sum up the whole year. How many people today at the end of the year, through everything they've been through, can truly go to bed tonight on Christmas Eve Eve and say, I am at peace with God? Amen? We can. We can. It says not only we glorify glory in tribulations, but we glory that knowing that tribulation or troubles or problems produce perseverance. And perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. Now hope does not disappoint. We did a whole message on hope last week. Was that last week or Sunday? I don't remember. But it was in the last week. Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. How many are thankful for the hope that we have tonight? Now watch this. Stay with me. For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos and his wife and all these rich people and anybody in the world can call on the name of Jesus and be saved. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God goes further. He says, God demonstrates his own love towards us. That while we were still sinners, 
Oh, that's enough to be happy about right there. While we were still sinners. He did not die for us when we were in our perfection or when we were perfect or when we had it all together. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Now watch this. Stay with me here. This is the key. How can I have true, perfect peace? For if we, when we were, say were, how many want to be in the were on a lot of things in the Bible? Was and were. Sometimes we want to be in the is, but right here we don't want to be in the is. We want to be in the were and the was. Past tense. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by His life. Amen. And not only that, but we rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ in whom we now have received the reconciliation. How many are glad tonight that you were a sinner, but tonight you are a saved person because of the blood of Jesus Christ? Amen? How many are thankful? I'm thankful that I've been reconciled. And that's how I, that's how I can go to sleep tonight and have perfect peace. To know that Jesus took my place. To know that Jesus paid it all. There was an old song called Jesus Paid It All. He paid all my sins. He paid the price for all of my shortcomings. Now, as I begin to close, yes, I'm closing already. But this is the most important part of the message. Did you notice there that it said we were enemies of God? Amen? We were enemies. You can't, I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. I should have put this up on the screen, but this is a powerful thought. You can't experience the peace of God until you are at peace with God. Did you get that? You can't experience the peace of God until you are at peace with God. Now, there's an interesting thing. How many have ever heard that said about somebody who died? I hope they made peace with God. And, and maybe some people have a really weird thought about what that means. And some people might think it's just calling out, God help me, or it's just calling the priest to come to the bed, the deathbed. I don't know what their thought is, but lots of people say that. I hope they made peace with God. But the Bible tells us there's only one way to be at peace with God. And that's through the Son. That's through Jesus Christ. So we cannot experience, how many want to experience on a daily basis the peace of God? The perfect peace of God. He says you can't, you can't experience the peace of God until you are at peace with God. Now let me give you just a few verses here, if you'll stay with me. Just a few verses that will explain this. If Romans 5.10 says, we are in, when we read that, enemies of God... What is it that makes us an enemy of God? Maybe you'd say, well, unbelief, that's for sure. Um, doubt, that's for sure. Not, not, not submitting totally to God, that's for sure. But James 4 kind of makes it clear. James chapter 4, verse 4. This is out of the New Living Translation. It says, you adulterers, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? 
So if God says, I want to give you peace, but you can't experience my peace as long as you're in the world, then, then what do we have to do? Get out of the world. How many remember when you came out of the world? Amen? When maybe, maybe you're here and you're still making that step out. You're still figuring it out. Many, many of you are new converts here, and you're still figuring this thing out. And, and you might not know it, but you, 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 you were an enemy of God. You're thinking, man, I'm reading this verse, and I never knew. I was an enemy of God. I thought God, I just didn't believe in him. Or I, I, an enemy of God. Am I, t- am I preaching God's word? It says you were an enemy of God. So he says, don't you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? And then he says, I say it again. If you want to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. So we can't be in the world and be in God. And and here's the thing about God. He says, do what you want. It's your choice, but you can't be in both. You're either in God or you're in the world. But the problem is, is God takes it a step further. He doesn't just say, you're just in the world. You're just not with me. He says, you're my enemy. Now, if there's one thing you don't want to be is an enemy of God. We've all got enemies, and, and, and most of them hopefully are people, but you don't want God against you. Matter of fact, this, the verse says the other thing, right? It says, if God, if God be for me, who can be against me? So if you flip that around, if God is against me, who can be for me? How many would rather be on God's side? How many over here on this side would rather be on God's side? How many over here would rather be on God's side? How many of you watching online would rather be on God's side than against God? Amen. I, I want to be a friend of God, not an enemy of God. So, as we close, watch this. I'm going to give you a few verses to know how you can have that perfect peace. But write this down too. Here's another quote. There will be no peace in any soul until that soul is willing to obey the voice of God. There will be no peace. Listen, I'm not talking about, you know, me standing up here with a microphone saying, man, I've got God's peace. Man, I've got God's peace. See, I, everybody say that with me. I've got God's peace. Say that. I've got God's peace. Could you say it? Okay, now how many know that just because we say it doesn't mean we really have it? There's a lot of things we say. I don't want us to walk out of here tonight just saying we have peace. I want us to walk out of here tonight knowing we have peace. Truly having peace. So no one can truly say that until they're willing to obey obey. The voice of God. Church, all throughout the scriptures, everything we learn, everything in the Bible is about obeying what God says. God says, I've placed before you life and death. Choose life. If you want life, choose it. If you don't, have what you want, but there's a choice. He says, you want to have peace? I'll give you peace. But you need to obey me. Now watch these three verses I'm going to send you home with. Job 22, 21, the first book ever written. Oldest book in the Bible. And let me just throw this in because it's been at least a few weeks since I've thrown it in. If you think you're having a bad day, if you think you're having a bad week, if you think you're having a bad life, go read Job. 
Go read Job. Take a little time. And if you, if you don't want to waste a lot of time and you're busy, too busy, go read the first three chapters. And just see what happens to Job. And you are going to close that book or close your phone and go, man, life is good. Yes or no? Yes or no? That's the truth. Job went through more than any person that I ever know in the, outside of Jesus, through more than any stuff, but listen to what he says. So what I'm trying to say is he is a person we should listen to. Okay? He says, submit to God and you will have peace. Just leave this up there for a second. I want this to be like that marination that goes into meat. Submit to God and you'll have peace. So if we don't submit to God, what's the opposite of peace? Throw in the, throw in the blank there. Torment, anxiety, fear, doubt, miserableness, miserability, miser- or whatever word you want to throw in there. I was trying to make up a word, but that didn't come out right. Miserableness. Amen. Submit to God and you'll have peace. Watch this. Then, leave this up there for a second, because there's something here. Then things will go well for you. How many know some people? It just seems like nothing's ever going. I'm not saying no, troubles and trials and life, but some, I know some people that nothing ever goes right. Ever. Ever. Maybe they're not submitting to God. Maybe they're even saying they're submitting to God. But listen, I'm just going to say something here tonight to you on this Christmas Eve Eve. I don't care about what I can say to you with this microphone that sounds good if I go to sleep tonight and I don't have peace. It doesn't matter what I can say. Do I truly have peace? I want to know Jesus and know peace. Because I want anybody that wants to tonight after this service is over to come text me, come up to me, tell me, whatever. If you can think of one thing that's more important than the peace of God. Peace. Because peace, as he's the prince of peace, it trickles down to everything else. Everything else falls into place when I'm at peace. That old song was written, it is well with my soul. I remember not too long ago, I think it was in Revival, that somebody mentioned that of when that song was written. After the guy had lost all his family and was on the boat and several ships had, had sunk and he sings, it is well with my soul. Next verse, two more. Luke 2.14. New Living Translation. Glory to God. How many have ever heard this one? Glory to God in the highest. It's a song. With lots of, and peace on earth to those, watch this, to who's, who gets the peace? To those whom with God is pleased. How do we please God? We obey Him. We submit to Him. We trust Him. We live according to what His Word says. Final one, Proverbs 16.7. This is so powerful. When a man's ways please the Lord. T- tell the person next to you, stop trying to please everybody else. Don't we do that? Don't we do that? We try to please everybody else. Don't try to please everybody else. Please God. Please God. Church, soon and very soon, closer than we've ever been before, 
We're going to meet Jesus. We're going to stand before God. Every single one of us. And not only us, but every single person on this earth. And we're going to be alone. Alone. By ourselves. You and God. Me and God. You and God. You and God. Me and God. By ourselves. Not going to be able to... Hey, God, can I have my wife come in with me? Can, can Destiny and Kristen come in with me? Can Landon and Dylan come in? Can Mom and Dad come in? Can Nope. Me and God. Me and God. And I got to be at peace with God. And so Jesus already paid the price. Jesus already made the way. How do we get the peace? We line up with God. He says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he even makes his enemies to be at peace with him. Even his enemies to be at peace with him. So not just the people around us, but even the enemies have to fall into place. Something supernatural begins to happen. Peace begins to come from every side when I begin to line up my life with God's. And submit to him and say, God, my ways are not your ways. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your ways are better than my ways. I'm, I'm willing tonight to obey the voice of God. Wherever you're at tonight as we close, wherever you're at in your walk, we're all in different places. Wherever you're at, are you at peace with God? That's the question God wants to know. Are you at peace with God? with God. If you're watching online, listening to the podcast, sitting in these chairs tonight, you can know. You can say, God, search my heart tonight. Search my life. Search my thoughts. Search my ways. Look at my faith. See my heart. Examine me tonight, Lord, and if there's anything in my life that does not line up, with your will, that does not obey your voice, that does not please you, then make me at peace with you tonight, God. Forgive me for those things. Cleanse me from those things. Fill me with your righteousness tonight, God, because I know that my righteousness is filthy rags. Jesus, I call upon your name tonight because you're the Prince of Peace. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place tonight, and the power of the living God and the power of the Holy Spirit is walking through this place, His perfect peace is here. His presence is here. His love is here. His joy is here. And He just wants us to believe tonight that He can bring peace that passes all understanding. How many people tonight, as you're listening to this right now, think about how many people in the world have true peace. Out of the 8 billion people on this earth, how many people truly have true peace? Tonight, your career, your studies, your job, your relationships, your friendships, your bank account, your things mean nothing if you're not lined up with the will of God if you're not standing in obedience to the voice of the Holy Spirit 
And if you're listening to me tonight here or watching online and you are not lined up with the obedience of the voice of the Holy Spirit, you're just going to keep beating your head against the wall, trying to find peace in relationships and in jobs and in careers and in things. But you're never going to find it because only true comes from God. True peace. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, no peace, K-N-O-W. No Jesus in your life, no lordship, N-O. If Jesus is not Lord, you will not have peace. I don't care how many cars you buy, how many bachelor's degrees you get, how many job applications you put in, how many friends you have on Facebook. I don't care what you do, you're going to be miserable Unless you're in the will of God, ask somebody who knows. Ask somebody who, who knows what it is to not have true peace. And now someone who knows what true peace is. That's not about anything but who God is and what Jesus did on the cross. All across this place tonight, his heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Those watching online the Spirit of God is speaking. He's ministering to us. He's, he's working on us. He's talking to us. He's not talking to the person next to you. He's talking to you. Listen to His voice. Listen to what He's telling you. It's not about what He's telling somebody else. Listen to what He's telling you. Where are you at with God? Where are you at with your walk with God tonight? Do you have true peace? You can. You have to line up with the peace giver, the prince of peace. Those verses can't be any clearer. When we please God, we have peace. When we submit to God, we have peace. Oh, if these I don't know where these people I talked about are at. I don't know if those that have gone to the grave were saved or not saved, but I guarantee you, anybody who ever died with money and didn't have Jesus would give everything they had to come back and have another chance and be poor to be able to call on the name of Jesus. It's not about money. It's not about fame. It's not about fun. It's about the will of God. How many tonight could say, Pastor, pray for me. I want that peace. I want Jesus to be in Lord of my life. I want him to come in and take a hold of me and, and give me a new start all over this place. Say, that's me. Just put your hand up all over. That's me. You're talking to me tonight. I need that peace all over. God's searching. God's looking. God's talking. Maybe you're watching online right now. He's dealing with your heart. He's calling you right now. He's speaking to you. You might have stumbled onto this. You might not, don't even know how you found this, but God's speaking to you right now. And we're going to say a prayer in just a minute, and you're going to be able to put Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. How many in this place could say, you know what, I, I know, I've known them. Every service we give the opportunity, I've known them. It's not about knowing in the past tense. We've got to know him now. You need to get right with God. You could be, have been coming to this church all year, but you've been putting on a front. You've been faking. You've been putting on a facade so people can see things. Church, be real. Be real with God tonight. He knows your heart. He knows your thoughts. He knows your intentions. You can't fool God. 
come home tonight. God is married to the backslider. That person who's known the Lord and needs to come home and say, Lord, I want that true peace. That peace has been robbed of me. Because listen, listen closely. The person who has known Jesus and no longer walks with him is the most miserable person in the world. Because the Bible says that those, those demons come back seven times stronger. And if you're here and you ha- you, you're walking with God, let me tell you something. Don't play with God. Don't go out into this world. Don't go test it. Some of you have been saved from some amazing things, some, some horrible lifestyles and horrible decisions. Don't you go mess with that old lifestyle again. Be careful. Because there's no promise you'll get to come back. There's no promise that you'll have the grace of God to have another chance The Bible says today's the day of salvation. Today's the acceptable day of the Lord. So maybe you're here and you need to come back. Maybe you're watching online and you need to come back. I'm giving you the greatest gift anybody could ever give. This is better than a $10 million check. Peace. A gift you cannot buy. But here's the good news. You don't have to buy it. Satan comes to steal to kill and to destroy. But God comes to give life and life more abundantly. The Bible says it is the gift of God. It's a gift tonight. Let's stand all over this place and stay in this spirit of reverence because I know that God is dealing with some hearts. I know he's touching some lives. I know he's ministering to some people. We're going to open up this altar. Maybe tonight you need to get back to God. Maybe tonight you need to to get rid of some things in your life that are causing you not to have peace. I wish I could see tonight the the bubble over your head. Yes or no? Wouldn't it be interesting if we could see over all of our heads if we truly have peace or not? Not that we need to, but it would be interesting to know how many of us tonight don't have peace. It's not because God doesn't want you to have it. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the everlasting Father. He's the wonderful counselor. Tonight, how do you get it? You come and you say, Lord, search me, like we did Sunday on communion. Search my heart and see if there's anything in my life that does not line up. And, and maybe you don't even know something. You say, Lord, help me submit to you tonight because I want to be in the will of God and I want to have peace tonight. Right before we close and open, sorry, open the altar and go offline, I want everyone in this place to say this prayer with me tonight. As heads are bowed and eyes are closed, Lord Jesus, I thank you for the greatest gift that was ever given, salvation. While we were still sinners, your word says you died for us. Your word says the wages of my sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you died so I don't have to. You took my place to not ask you to change my life, to forgive me for all my sins all my mistakes and cleanse me with your precious blood make me a new creation from this day forward in the name of jesus amen 
Amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise tonight for those that said that prayer here or online or on the podcast. Thank you, Jesus.